Okay, we'd like to welcome you to part three of our current event and weekly Bible study for January 13th, 2008. And in this one, we're going to segue from the Rethink Conference that we were just talking about. And we're going to talk about Oprah Winfrey, who uh, probably has more influence than any of the, other, the all the other people I just talked to just about combined. She has her own cult following, and I mean that literally. And particularly in America, she's, you know, if she ran for president, I can't imagine anybody beating her. <laughs> uh, but Oprah Winfrey and Friends, this is this uh, article is entitled, Oprah Winfrey and Friends Will Teach the, the New Age Course Called the Course in Miracles. Now, this is the same thing that we've been talking about last week, the Course in Miracles. Now, Oprah Winfrey, this is the same thing that Robert Shuler advocates. This is the main thing all the New Age gurus are advocating. Okay, now Oprah Winfrey is also advocating it. So, maybe this is a pretty important thing to look at as far as the New Age Antichrist making his appearance. Oprah Winfrey is dramatically advancing the cause of the appearance of the New Age Antichrist. Long a New Age advocate, Oprah is now pulling out all the stops in her promotion of the Antichrist and his doctrine. See, you got to understand, we're right on the cusp of the tribulation most likely. We're right on the cusp of this. There doesn't, there's not a whole lot more things that need to happen in order for this, in order for the lying signs and wonders of the Antichrist to, to come. And there's got to be a falling away, and that wicked one will be revealed. So we're right on the cusp here. And the purpose of all of these things, like with the Rethink Conference, like with what Oprah Winfrey through with these Course in Miracles, conversations with God, the purpose of all of this ultimately is to usher in the Antichrist. It's not just to, you know, occupy our time. There's reasons. There's specific satanic reasons. And this is much part of the, demo the demonic delusion that's coming. Now, guest column from Warren Smith. Now, Warren Smith is the guy that um, wrote Deceived on Purpose. And he came out of the New Age here. We're going to talk about him a little bit more in a second here. And... Um, this is a guest column from him. He reveals that Oprah Winfrey is dramatically advancing the cause of the appearance of the New Age Antichrist, who I, I believe is Lord Maitreya, or somebody very close associated with him. And you can listen to my teachings on Lord Maitreya, uh, or Devil Maitreya, as we affectionately call him. And um, we had a seven-part teaching on him. Long a New Age advocate, Oprah is now pulling out all the stops in her promotion of Antichrist and his doctrines. Now, just to give you a little more background information. I've already covered the Course in Miracles in the previous teachings we just did on Rethink. I just want to give a brief synopsis for somebody that this is the first time maybe they've heard this. Oprah Winfrey will be letting out all the stops in her XM satellite radio this coming year. Beginning January 1st, 2008, this has already started, Oprah and Friends, this is on XM satellite, so you have to have an XM satellite radio. Now, Oprah Winfrey does it on the radio to see what type of outcry she'll get so she knows how far she can um, promote this on her TV audience. So this is kind of like a test market for Oprah. It has a lot less viewers, but the viewers tend to be more radical and more radical followers of her new age belief system. Okay, So it's a great test market for her from a demonic standpoint. So, beginning January 1st, 2008, Oprah and Friends will offer a year-long course on the New Age teachings of A Course in Miracles, a lesson a day throughout the year will, be, will completely cover the 365 lessons from the Course in Miracles workbook. This is a lot of effort to be devoted. She's basically saying, I'm going to devote a whole year to this. Can you imagine if she was ever to come out with a show where she said, well, guys, this is this important. I'm going to devote a whole year to A Course in Miracles on my TV show. Well, this is, must be pretty important to her. For example, this is from The Course in Miracles, Lesson 29 asks you to go through your day affirming that God is in everything I see. Well, that's pantheism. Okay, God in everything. God in the canoe. God in the carpet. God in that bug. God in me. That's pantheism. It's paganism. It's witchcraft. And then Lesson 61 tells each person to repeat the affirmation, I am the light of the world. What an abomination that is. 
what I mean, what an abomination that statement is when Jesus said, "I am the light of the world." Where, but where we're saying, you know, "I am the light of the world." What an affront to God. And then lesson seventy teaches the student to say and believe, "My salvation comes from me." What a lie from the pit of hell! Hey, this is the purpose of me doing these teachings. That, this this week and last week with this whole rethink conference talking about Rick Warren, Schuler, Oprah Winfrey, all these new age gurus. They're all saying the same thing, and they're getting incredibly aggressive. We've got the new year starting off with this rethink conference. We got Oprah Winfrey now doing a whole year long. This 2008, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to it. I'm not looking forward to. to really anything from a physical standpoint, what we've got coming. But remember, Jesus Christ, living through you, via the Holy Spirit, you can do all things through Christ which strengthen you. And um, don't fear man, you fear God. Okay? That's the big thing. So then we go further. By the end of the year, Oprah and Friends listeners will have completed all the lessons laid out in the Course of Miracles workbook. Those who finish the course will have a wholly redefined spiritual mindset. You're right about that. A New Age worldview that includes the belief that there is no sin, no evil, no devil, and that God is in everyone and everything. That's Oprah's goal. Oprah is a devil. Just like all these other people that I've been talking about. They're all devils. They're all being used of Satan mightily. I don't care how many cars she gives away, or how many refrigerators, or how many Cuisinarts she gives to everybody in her audience. All she's doing is buying their affection. Well, she does so many good things. Well, I'm not saying she doesn't do many good... There's a lot of philanthropists out there, Oprah being one of them, that are closet Satanists, or closet Luciferians, or generational Luciferians, and they believe that in their religion, particularly if they are Luciferian, that they have to balance their good deeds with their bad deeds. They believe this. This is how they practice their religion. They have to commit evil, okay... Yet, they have to commit good, too. So seemingly good. Okay? And there's philanthropists all throughout the... particularly the last hundred years that have, that have lived this way. They do... They, they open research hospitals and they do all these other things. But so much of this is self-serving. And so much of it's evil anyway. It's just on the surface it looks good. Her efforts are wicked and corrupted. She's not leading any people to Jesus Christ. She's leading them to a new age Christ. She's leading them to Antichrist. She is going to be one of the main Pied Pipers of the One World New Age religion. Not really from a Christianity standpoint, because she's never taken that stand. This woman's New Age to the core. And if you're following her, you're going to go to hell. You don't follow any man. You follow the Lord Jesus Christ in His Word, the King James Bible. So, if we go further... By the end of the year, Oprah and Friends listeners will have completed all the lessons laid out in the Course of Miracles book. Uh, a Course of Miracles teaches its students to rethink everything they believe about God in life. Rethink. Huh, isn't that the name of Schuler's Rethink Conference? All of this is trying to get all of Christianity to rethink everything biblical. Throw your Bibles out the door, because this is extra-biblical revelation. The course workbook bluntly states, quote, This is a course in mind training. It should say mind control. And is dedicated to thought reversal. What would be the primary mechanism of thought reversal that this book would be interested in? Thought reversal pertaining to the Bible. Because this Course in Miracles really doesn't conflict with any other New Age teaching or any other New Age religion at its core. It only conflicts with the Bible at its core. If you, if you really... Boil this down. By the end of the year... Okay, well, I already read that. Now let's go further. Here are some quotes from this supposed... And guess what? They say Jesus was the one that channeled this book. Channeling, like necromancy type of thing. Jesus, they, this spirit that comes through there, says identifies himself as Jesus Christ, and he's the one channeling this, quote, new revelation that is totally contradictory to the Word of God. Now, why would God do that? God says, I am not the author of confusion. God is not the author of confusion. Why would He contradict His own Word? Because it's not the Jesus Christ of the Bible. It's a fake Jesus. 
These spirits can show up and call themselves anything they want. They can call themselves Jesus, they can call themselves Sananda, they can call themselves Howdy Doody, I don't know. But they can call themselves anything they want. But by their fruit you shall know them. When you compare what this Jesus is saying to the word of God, you'll realize it's not. It's an imposter, it's a fake. Lying signs and wonders, deceiving spirits. Just like the Bible said and predicted would happen. Here's some quotes from this quote Jesus from the Course of Miracles. This is page 9, there is no sin. Page 10, a slain Christ has no meaning. Page 11, the journey to the cross should be the last useless journey. Page 11. Uh, page 12, do not make the pathetic air of clinging to the old rugged cross. Why does this book seem to be focused on the Bible? Because that's where the main threat to Satan's kingdom is, the word of God. Through Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, and his remnant. That's why I'm real big on what Bible version you're reading, because it does matter. Then, uh, page 13. Let's see here. The name of Jesus Christ, as such, is a symbol. It is a symbol that is safely used as a replacement for the name, for the many names of all gods to which you pray. More lies from the pit of hell. Uh, here's another quote. God is in everything I see. Another quote. The recognition of God is the recognition of yourself. Sounds like old Schuler himself speaking. Here's another quote. The oneness of the Creator and the creation is your wholeness, your sanity, and your limitless power. Limitless power? Here's the last quote. The atonement is the final lesson that he, man, need learn. For it teaches him that having never sinned, he has no need of salvation. This is to man. So yeah, this is this is what Oprah is going to be having a whole year-long course right now. You can tune into XM Radio and listen to it. I don't advise it. So now, before we go further, the the main guy that's doing a lot to expose this is a guy named Warren Smith. He also he wrote "Deceived on Purpose" about you know the uh, purpose-driven church, uh, Rick Warren, and then he also wrote another book, "The Light That Was Darkness: From the New Age to the Amazing Grace," and um, author of. <clears throat> author of The End of the Age, Spiritual Warning, from the author of Deceived on Purpose, The New Age Implications of the Purpose-Driven Church, Warren Smith, this book is a sober warning that the current church is being seduced by the same false teachings and same false Christ that has drawn many people into the New Age movement. Led down a yellow brick road by Pied Piper spirits, I had, now this is this Warren speaking, and I can, I can relate to this, Led down a yellow brick road, not, not Rick Warren, uh, Warren Smith, the guy that's exposing this. Led down a yellow brick road by Pied Piper Spirits, I had, with best intentions, landed in a metaphysical New Age world, where the Christ being proclaimed was not the real Christ, not the real Jesus Christ at all. A well-orchestrated and perfectly timed series of supernatural experiences synchronized to make me think that they were coming from God had convicted me that my involvement in alternative spirituality was meant to be by God. Think about what he just said. He said that a well-orchestrated and perfectly timed series of supernatural experiences synchronized by these demons and devils to make me think they, had, um, they, they were coming from God. This happens all the time in the Pentecostal movement. Happens all the time in the New Age movement. Happens all the time in witchcraft. Happens all the time in all these other alternative religions. Particularly the, the ones that focus on lying signs and wonders. So if you get into them, you can imagine how intimidating it would be is if you had all these supposed supernatural things happen to you and you were told they were from God. And you know because you had experienced them and they seem very real. I've been there. Done it. It's super tough to break free from this stuff. But just remember, if it doesn't line up with the Word of God, it's not of God. Because God is not the author of confusion. And He will not contradict His Word. And there's no new revelation for the time we're living in. Show me that anywhere in the Bible. Where it says we need more new revelation in the end times. It says that evil men and seducers are going to wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. And there's going to be all kind of false doctrine and lying signs and wonders. And seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. That's what it says. So this stuff that's extra-biblical, stay away from it. 
Okay, so if we go further with this, it says, following the signs and wonders of these deceptive time, signs, and this is Warren Smith, um, I had jumped through many spiritual, my spiritual hoops in almost flawless precision. Now, I can relate to this because being in the radical, charismatic Pentecostal movement for the short time that I was, because it really wasn't a very long time that I was in it, God showed me what the true word of God was, and that literally was what opened my eyes. When I understood the King James Bible was the word of God, and I yielded to that, God opened my eyes to all the other apostate stuff going on in the church that I had been blind to. Nobody can convince me any otherwise. And the Bible says, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? I was reading the wrong word of God. I didn't really even like the King James Bible at that time. And it's no wonder, because the lying devils that were deceiving me didn't want me to read it. Okay, but when I yielded to that, all of a sudden my eyes got open. And he talks a lot about these uh, perfectly timed series of supernatural, supposed supernatural experiences, synchronized to make me think they were coming from God, following the signs and wonders. Now this is the same draw that the charismatic movement uses. And not only the charismatic, but they're one of the worst. And remember, the signs and wonders are going to be the very way that, that, that the devil deceives those in the end times. It says that very clearly. Remember, Jesus said, a wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. So we don't, this isn't something we want to be going after. But he, then he goes on to say, I jumped through many, my spiritual hoops in almost flawless precision. And you jump through these hoops and you think, oh, more than more. But see what happened to me, not only was I given the truth on the King James, but that was another thing that got me seeing that was the fact that I had all these people coming up to me supposedly speaking words of knowledge and prophecy over me, and when I would act on them, I would find out they had never heard from God, because these things did not come to pass. And I also knew what Deuteronomy 18 said, that the test of a prophet is when the prophet gets it right 100% of the time, and what he says has to come to pass, if it's of God, and if it lines up with the Word of God. And that wasn't happening. But yet they would speak one false prophecy after another, and just go on like... Nothing had happened. Nothing had happened. They wouldn't receive rebukes. They wouldn't... Nothing. But you think about it. The people they're following are doing the same thing. Benny Hinn, all the false prophecies he's laid out. Said Jesus Christ was going to appear to him bodily on stage. Talked, I mean, so many things that he's talked about never came to pass, but people just ignore it. They just ignore it. They've proven that they're false prophets. That's why these people have no excuse. And then he says, as my wife and I had unknowingly plugged into the realm of the spirit world, we never realized that the most of the voices to whom we were listening were part of the deception against which the real Jesus Christ had long ago warned. So tens of millions have fallen into this cleverly laid spiritual trap and today are cheering on the events leading the world straight to the Antichrist. Are these type of deceased people the ones that Paul warned about in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, where he talks about how God is going to send a strong delusion, that they will believe a lie, that they might all be damned to receive not the love of the truth? I think so. So now back to the Oprah report. Um, this is from um, Constance Crumbly of The Hidden Dangers of the Rainbow. In the book, it's quoted, The Christ cannot appear until and unless a majority of Americans have been prepared and preconditioned ahead of time to share his values. That's the purpose of all of this, of the Rethink Conference, of all these apostate ministries that preach this lukewarm, new age gospel. All these apostate ministries, that is the ultimate purpose, to bring in the arrival of the Antichrist. Isn't that unbelievable to think about that? That the, that the very mechanisms which say they're Christian in America are the very are the chief means by which the devil is using to usher in the Antichrist. Because the true church is the one roadblock to the Antichrist making his emergence, truly. And if they can dilute and pervert and warp and twist the church and precondition them to accept, then hey, they've accomplished their job. On 11 of 8.07, New Age leader and Oprah friends, XM satellite reporter, Marianne Williamson, put up big news. Announcement on her www.maryann.com website. Her announcement seemed to be quite confident and authoritative. She even had a link to Oprah and her friends, XM satellite radio. She wrote, 
Big news. Beginning January 1st, 2008, I will be teaching a course in miracles daily on Oprah Winfrey. XM156. For one year, we will go through the entire course. If this is of interest to you, get your XM ready. Take your course off the shelf or order a copy, she means of the workbook, probably in the Remain book too. We're going to do the course and stay on course. Now, initially, because of the uproar of this, when this got announced, she pulled this announcement. But as we will see in the latest update, she actually reinstated it. There, initially, they said, we're going to downgrade this and we're going to teach um, oh, it's this other thing that they were going to teach, which was kind of an al alternate thing. It was just as bad, essentially, but it was kind of an alternate thing. But actually, now it's back on with the latest update I've got. In Matthew 24, 3-5, And Jesus answered unto them, and saying, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Remember, this is supposedly channeled, which is something totally forbidden in the Bible. This is supposedly channeled through a spiritual entity that calls himself Jesus Christ. So, you know... I believe one of the main reasons there will be so many false Christs is that most false religions have their own distinct, quote, Christ that they are waiting for. But there will only be one Antichrist. Okay, so bear that in mind as we go through this. Now, let's go to the update. You guys don't have this, sorry. Um, Happy New Year from the New Age Antichrist. This is entitled, uh, Update on Oprah Winfrey, Marianne Williamson, A Course in Miracles. This was dated January 3rd, 2008, so it's pretty much hot off the press. Uh, Ephesians 2.2 says, Wherein in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince and the power of the air, the spirit now that worketh in the children of disobedience. Do you understand that if you're part of one of these churches and you're going into this apostasy, that God views you as a children of disobedience? I'm not saying that because I'm trying to say I'm better than anybody. I'm trying to do this to wake people up, to be a watchman, to earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. Because I love you enough to tell you the truth. And then 2 Corinthians 11.4 says, for, he that, for if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus, which is what we're talking about today, whom we have not preached, or if you receive another spirit, which you have not received, or another gospel, which we have not accepted, which is all of the above apply to this. Um, this is not something that we want to do. We want to reject these false teachings. Okay, We want to be able to compare it to the Bible and expose it for what it is. So on New Year's Day, New Age leader Marion Williamson got off the year to a rousing start on... Oprah and Friends XM Radio, she began to systematically teach the New Age principles of A Course in Miracles. So now we have confirmation here, she's actually started this. This is something she's doing. While most Christians, while most of the Christian world was relaxing, Williamson was hard at work teaching the occult, this occult course on her radio show. Her program, which now airs each weekday on for one hour, is completely devoted to teaching A Course in Miracles. So you're dealing with, over the course of a year, 365 hours of teaching. That's a lot. I mean, that's, that's, that's a lot of, te of hours, okay? Both Oprah Winfrey uh, and Marianne Williamson have openly stated that they believe its principles can change the world. Oh, yeah, it can change the world for the worse. A Course in Miracles is reputedly new revelation from, quote, Jesus, channeled through a university professor in New York by the name of Helen Shushaman. Now remember, we did a full expose on this last week. If you want to know more about Course in Miracles, listen to the Rethink Conference stuff, because I went into this in detail. Uh, but the Course in Miracles is actually the Bible turned upside down, as it teaches that a slain Christ has no meaning, and that the journey to the cross should be the last useless journey, and that there is no sin, Kicking off the New Year in high, year, high Gear, Williamson cleverly avoided any direct reference to biblical Christianity when she stated that over the coming months on her program, she would be methodically, quote, dismantling a thought system based on fear. What, fear of God? Because, see, the last thing the devil wants in the world for you to have is fear of God. He wants you to have fear of man. But the Bible says that the fear of man bringeth a snare. That's what the Bible says. The fear of man bringeth the snare. 
But the Bible says also that the angel of the Lord encamp around, encampeth around about them that fear him. That God will show mercy to them that fear him. That God will look unto them that tremble to his word. And that come before him with a contrite and a humble, meek spirit. You don't come before God proudly. Okay? But these people would have you believe that we're going to dismantle that system of fear. Because why? Because the devils and demons that emanate and operate through these individuals that are mouthpieces for Satan want you to go to hell. They want to see you burn in hell. And they're willing to try to deceive you any way in the world they possibly can. So they ensure that you burn in the lake of fire with them for all eternity. Because that's the bottom line to all this stuff that I'm talking about. She emphasized, this is this devil that's putting this out, she emphasized that the, that the dismantled thought system would be replaced by a thought system based on love. Oh, isn't that special? I, I mean, I feel a hallmark moment brewing. A thought system that would be inspired by the New Age teachings of A Course in Miracles. Love. There's no love in this. This is hate. Pure hate. Because... Obviously, anyone that would try to bring you to hell must hate you pretty bad. But they're doing it subtly. Just like Jesus, just like um, the Bible said uh, in the Word of God, in Genesis 3, that Jesus, Satan, the serpent, was the most subtle beast of the field. Okay? He came through subtlety. What was the first thing he did when he went to Eve and caused her to sin? He questioned the Word of God. He's do, using the same tactics today that he did back then. So in, in introducing A Course in Miracles to her Oprah Friends listeners, Williamson was careful not to alienate anyone. Of course, because we want to be politically correct. She skillfully avoided discussing the origin of A Course in Miracles, how it was dictated to Helen Shushiman from an inner voice claiming to be Jesus Christ. Nor did Williamson describe how the ambivalent Shushiman never fully believed in the teachings that she actually channeled. Did you know that? She never even believed in what she channeled. This unsaved woman. Here's what she said. Shushiman confessed, quote, I resented the material I was taking down. And I was strongly impelled to attack it and prove it wrong. End of quote. At least she was honest. That's about the most honest thing we've, we've read all day. And then, she, another quote, she says, I do not understand the events that led up to this writing. I do not understand the process, and I certainly don't understand the authorship. Wow, that's pretty refreshing, actually. We actually got a little bit of truth there. This entity claiming to be Jesus, that through automatic writing, channeled this whole course through her, she resented it. She wanted to prove it wrong. She didn't even agree with it. It's not a really great endorsement. Most faith-contending Christians are familiar with Jesus' warnings in the Bible that describe how a powerful end-time deception will arise from false prophets and false Christs that come in Jesus' name, and they shall deceive many. Matthew 24.11 says, And many false prophets, uh, this is regarding the end times, and many false prophets shall rise and deceive many. And then Matthew 24 Verse 4 through 5 says, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Well, that's where we're at right now. This is what we should be on the lookout for. Unfortunately, Marianne Williamson and Oprah Winfrey are either unaware of or choose to disregard Jesus' warnings in the Bible. They also overlook other scriptures like 2 Corinthians 11.4 that warn about spiritual imposters who call themselves Jesus, yet teach another gospel and have another spirit. Williamson and Winfrey apparently do not know or take seriously the first uh, Timothy 4.1 warning that says in the last days seducing spirits and doctrines of devils will, pre will prevail. And this is exactly what's going on in the course of uh, miracles. So 1 Timothy 4.1, we read that all the time. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits, doctrines of devils. That's what we're dealing with. When Marianne Williamson stated on her New Year's Day program that the chief purpose of A Course in Miracles is, quote, dismantling of a thought system based in fear, she was clearly referring to dismantling the traditional teachings of biblical Christianity. Well, isn't that what Erwin McManus, the co-host and New Age 
guru with Robert Schuller's Rethink Conference, that's exactly what he said. He said it's his goal to destroy, quote, destroy Christianity. That's all their goals. Every one of them. According to A Course in Miracles and the New Age Spirituality, the Bible is fear-based is a fear-based thought system because it preaches an angry, wrathful God, quote. Also, it is an upside-down worldview of the New Age. It is fearful and unloving to deny the divinity of humanity. To d- the divinity of humanity? Well, isn't that the same lie Satan tried to feed Eve in the garden? You, you shall be as gods, remember? Wasn't that the big carrot that Satan d- uh, dangled out in front of Eve? You shall be as gods? He questioned God's word, and then he, and then he, and then he gave her the carrot. Well, it's the same thing here. Like we're divine. Okay. And then it says, uh, denying the divinity of humanity and to not see everyone as God in Christ. Capital G, capital C. Like I'm supposed to see everybody's God in Christ. Yeah, I guess I'm supposed to look at those pedophiles and, and see God and Christ in them. Give me a break. The Bible says, for we are all together as an unclean thing, and all of our righteousness are as filthy rags. And our best day is that very thing apart from the Lord Jesus Christ. But while the Bible states that we are to love and forgive others, it also states that God is God and we are not Him. In other words, separate and distinct. The recognition of God is not the recognition of yourself. Contrary to the teachings of the New Age and the Course of Miracles, and even some Christian leaders... um, what they would say. Besides authoring books and hosting a radio program for Oprah Winfrey, Marianne Williamson also co-founded the Global Renaissance Alliance with Conversations with God author Neil Donald Walsh. Okay, so we've got this Course in Miracles, which is one of the main apostate New Age Bible-like things that's coming on the scene. And then we've got the other one being Conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh, a man who claims that he has direct communications with, with, uh, from God. We've got these two apostates yoking up together, forming the Global Renaissance Alliance with Conversions with God. And then we've got Robert Schuller and a whole bunch of people within Christianity promoting this. Robert Schuller going so far as to teach it in his church. Their former organization of New Age leaders is now called the Peace Alliance. Walsh indirectly stated that the only thing hindering the, quote, paradigm shift to their New Age worldview and the attainment of world peace and the one world religion are those people still still subscribing to a fear-based worldview. No, it's not, it's not fear-based, it's fear of God worldview. He says that's the only thing hindering them. This is what the chief devils in this movement are saying. The only thing stopping this from happening are those that still resist it, that still want to cling to the old rugged cross, that still cling to the word of God. We're a real thorn in their side, evidently. Good. I'm glad. I want to be Satan's enemy. I do. As, as a Christian, I want to be I want to be number one on his list in a way. Well, why would you want to do that? You'd be in his crosshairs. You know what? My God is big enough to protect me. I don't care if the whole universe came against me. My God is on the throne, and he's still perfectly capable of protecting me. It's not about me. It's about him. It's about the Holy Spirit living inside me. Perfectly capable of it. We need to have that, that as, a, as a view. I'm not saying anything I'm better. I'm just saying that that is... That is really how we want to look at this. We want to shy away from this. We want to attack it in, in, in certain senses. You know, not like from a physical standpoint, we're going to beat people up. But I'm saying exposing evil. Reproving the unfruitful works of, of darkness. Earnestly contending for the faith. It's biblical. And there's very few that are doing it. I wish I didn't have to come up here every week and do this. But, actually, I, I do like doing this. But... It's not because I think I'm better or I'm, I take such satisfaction in, 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 you know, calling out these reprobates. It would be nice if none of this were, were the case. But, unfortunately, we're not in the millennium yet, in the thousand-year millennium, and it, it is the case. And it was clearly predicted it would be this way. So, let's say, cleverly avoiding the use of anything directly denoting Christian believers, Walsh is God defines fear as the thought system of those who collectively oppose his New Age concepts. 
Well, the devil, the devil shows his hand. I mean, they, these, these devils make my job really easy because they're so flagrant and so obvious with the, what their agenda is. But the, um, this is a quote from this Neil Donald Walsh, the guy that wrote Conversations with God. Quote, But the paradigm shift will take great wisdom. Now this paradigm shift is into the New Age religion, particularly of the Antichrist. The paradigm shift will take great wisdom, great courage, and massive determination. For fear will strike at the heart of these concepts and for fear will strike at the heart of these concepts and call them false. Fear will eat at the core of these magnificent truths and make them appear hollow. Fear will distort, disdain, destroy. No, you know what will do it? The Word of God. The Word of God. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. That's what's going to do it. Because if you compare this to the Word of God, it easily exposes this. That's why it's important what foundation you have. But the sword of the Spirit, if you compare it to this, you know, yes, it's going to appear hollow. Yes, it's going to appear false. Yes, it distorts it, it disdains it, and it destroys falsehood. That's what the sword of the Spirit does. And then it says, so fear will be your greatest enemy. He should have just inserted the Word of God is their greatest enemy. See, that's why they have their new revelations. And if you believe it in the new revelations, you're going to obviously throw your old Bible out the door because it's not going to line up. They're going to contradict. The Bible says, Woe unto them that call good evil and evil good. That's what we're dealing with here today. We're dealing with them calling something evil. They're calling the word of God evil. They're calling the fear of God evil. And yet they say their, their new age God is good. As Marianne Williamson uses A Course in Miracles to teach her Oprah and Friends listeners how to systematically dismantle the supposedly fear-based worldview of biblical Christianity in 2008, the big question is this. Will Christian leaders contend for the faith as passionately as Marianne Williamson, Oprah Winfrey, and other New Age leaders are contending for their New Age beliefs? Now that's an indictment against the church. For the most part, I don't see it. I don't see it. Are we, are we willing to, to put forth the same effort that they're putting forth? Now, granted, I know they got a lot more money <laughs> than us. Okay, but I'm, I'm saying we can still contend for the faith. God knows your heart. He knows what you, you're capable of doing. But they are. These, these people tend to take their faith much more seriously than the average lukewarm Christian woman a pew somewhere. With Marion Williamson and Oprah Friends widely trumpeting the teachings of A Course in Miracles, the New Age has laid down its gauntlet for the new year. Isn't it about time for Christian leaders to move out of their denial concerning the New Age? And isn't it about time for Christian leaders to start contending for the faith? In the meantime, put on the whole armor of God and stand fast in the truth as you, as you um, go to defend your faith in what promises to be a challenging new year. And then they end with Jude 3. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. This is something we're supposed to do. And he had to exhort them to do it. Remember, he says, And now I therefore beseech ye to mark them which cause division and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, by good words and fair speeches, deceive the hearts of the simple. Oprah is one of them that we need to mark. Because the God that she's presenting is contrary to the God of the Bible. So I mark her. I count her as a new age essential enemy. I pray to God if it be possible, her soul be saved. But I don't think it's possible. Because God doesn't give you infinite numbers of chances to get saved. The Spirit of God doesn't always strive with man forever. So now we're going to go back to this report. Previously, best-selling author, Neil Donald Walsh, uh, who we just quoted from, he was the guy that wrote Conversations with God. Okay. Previously, best-selling author, Neil Donald Walsh, told colleagues at the New Age Humanities Team Conference in Portland, Oregon. Sorry, I missed that one. That was in 2003 now. Now, remember, this is, we're in 2008. This was in 2003. 
he told colleagues at this New Age Humanities conference that Oprah had flown him to Chicago for a two-hour interview with him that never aired. Never aired. Now, remember, this is 2003. Walsh explained what happens. Listen to this. Oprah loves conversations with God. In fact, she says it is her favorite book. She says it on the air. This is my favorite book. And she holds up conversations with God. She brings it in and holds it up. That's her favorite book. Oprah Winfrey. Who probably has about as much influence on the planet as just about the Pope. So she brought me to Chicago and she said, let's do two hours. Now, the reason that Oprah Winfrey loves the book so much, in part, is because the imposter devil that channeled this book is totally contrary to the God of the Bible. So in her eyes, these false teachings like this are totally invalidate the Bible and any accountability that Oprah would ever have to a holy God. That's why people love this stuff so much. Because they don't want to be accountable to a holy God. They don't mind being accountable to the New Age God that says there's no sin and we're all gods and that God isn't everything and there is no such thing as sin. Hey, I can live with that. Now there is a way which seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. So she says, this is my favorite book. She holds up Conversations with God. So she brought me, this is the guy that authored it, she brought me to Chicago and she said, let's do two hours. I'm going to do a two hour special. And she interviewed me on videotape for two hours. We had a fascinating conversation. And on the way, the way only Oprah can. Because she gets right into the interior of it. Interior of it. And I went back home, flying back home, and I thought, quote, my God. Oh, well, he must have meant Satan. He says, my God, they're going to do a two-hour special. This is incredible. Talk about zooming sales. Look what the first thing was on his mind. The love of money, which is the root of all evil. That was the first thing. It's, he didn't, the first thing he thought about wasn't, oh, people are going to be transformed, and they're going to be touched in a good way. No, his first thought was zooming sales. Now, this is a quote from him. So, this isn't my bias here. And then he says, and I went home, and it stayed in the can for a year and a half. I guess the can would be like the back burner. I did not call her, because I didn't want to bother Oprah with, you know, where's my program kind of thing, or when are you going to put it on. But finally the producer called us and said, you know, Neil, we just can't use it. Now remember, this is 2003. And then the producer tells him, you are so incredibly provocative in what you're saying about your relationship with God and humanity's relationship with God, where religion currently stands in the world, etc., etc., that we looked at this thing, we've watched the program eight times, and all of us agree it's just too soon. Remember, this is 2003. You're way ahead of the curve. We can't put this on for now. But this has all changed as of January 1st this year. Now granted, it's not on her regularly aired program. But it is, they're doing a whole year. Now this is, granted, the book that we were talking about here was Conversations with God. Okay, which is her favorite book. Okay, so what we're actually talking about today is the Course in Miracles. Which is essentially the same thing. It's just a different demonic channeled version. It's a more extensive version. They actually have to devote a whole year to this. Okay, so evidently they felt that the best, the best way to soften up their, their readership to this would be to do the Course in Miracles for the whole year. Introduce it, kind of spoon feed it, see what the reaction is. And then they could probably go further with their agenda. Now, this was at the time of 2003 when they said we can't put this on now. The world just wasn't quite ready at that point for the New Age Maitreya. But, think about this, all it's going to take is one or two line signs and wonders, polarizing events that happen for that to all change, because people are going to be ready real quick. See, they're ready right now. It's just a matter of what's God going to permit. A lot of the reasons, see, they wanted to have this thing done by 1984. That's why the book 1984 was written. They wanted to have the whole New World Order, Big Brother system fully implemented by 1984. Well, why did it get pushed so far forward? Because it's God's timetable and not the devil's. And the devil doesn't have foreknowledge like God. The devil is subject and is used by God all the time. 
devil's not in control. The Lord Jesus Christ is. So in April of 5th of 2007, Oprah and Friends radio interview with Esther Hicks, a woman who channels out-of-body entities, which is necromancy, which is totally forbidden in the Bible, was punishable by death in the Old Testament. Esther Hicks, a woman who channels out-of-body entities that singularly refer to themselves as, quote, Abraham. Oprah confessed that her television viewers weren't ready for her to be talking to channeled out-of-body entities. She said, quote, I am talking to Esther Hicks here. Esther Hicks here. Now, this is Oprah. Who is... I am saying today, the secret behind the secret. Oh, now we're going to talk about, or touch on the secret. I've done, I think, at least two teachings on the secret. Okay? Which is New Age, name it and claim it. Okay, which is exactly what they do in the Pentecostal church. They just got the New Age bent on it. But this Esther Hicks is the secret behind the secret. Remember, she channels uh, out-of-body entities that refer to themselves as Abraham. And then, she, and then Oprah says... She is a big, big, big part. She and her husband Jerry of the creation of the DVD DVD that Robin Byron did. But she is here in our studio and I am going to ask you to channel Abraham. And let me just say, the reason why I wanted you to do this on the radio is because the television audience isn't ready for it quite. You see, she uses the radio as a test market. And if you think about it, if you were going to go up every day and listen to Oprah on the radio, that's more of a radical fan, most likely. Because you don't have the whole sensory thing stimulating you. It's, it's something that you would actually have to go out and purchase this XM satellite radio. So it's something that if you're going to go that route, you're probably a little more of a rabid fan of Oprah. So from a demonic standpoint, um, Oprah can ascertain public reaction in a more low-key way. And it's the same thing she's doing now with, with, the, um, with the Course in Miracles that she's going to be airing. The radio interview posted on the dedicated New Age Spiritual Inspiration Info website is really difficult to listen to. In other words, you can go up and listen to this radio interview. And it was, ded- it was posted on a dedicated New Age Spiritual Inspiration.info website. It's very difficult to listen to because it involves occult channeling. So the listener should be aware. Sadly, one re- quickly realizes the depth of Oprah's New Age beliefs when listening to this interview and the reader of Horoscope is reminded to pray for these two women who are so deeply drawn into spiritual deception. Well, they need to, the only thing you need to pray for them is that they get saved. And that, and that you know, if it be the Lord's will, He shut their mouth. Because they're just deceiving people and taking them to hell. That's the fruit of their ministry. The other issue here is not Oprah's right to present her New Age views, but to be honest with her viewers and listeners about these beliefs. For over 20 years, Oprah has been taking her viewers and listeners step by step deeper into the New Age teachings, very subtly, just like the devil. It is time for her to stop pretending that the New Age Jesus is the same Jesus of her Baptist youth. The Jesus in A Course in Miracles and the Jesus in the New Age bear absolutely no resemblance to the Jesus found in the Bible. It seems apparent that, that in early November someone calculated that the time was right for Marianne Williams to teach the year-long 365-lesson Course in Miracles on Oprah Friends and Satellite Radio. The New Age deception like this is extremely serious leading potentially millions of people astray and into the very pit of the abyss. Furthermore, the fact that such spiritual deception is now occurring on an extremely popular Oprah Winfrey show and radio is proof positive that the world is getting so close to the actual appearance of Antichrist that the global elite have decided to multiply the message of Antichrist deception with Oprah. Yeah, I couldn't have said it much better myself. People like these following the New Age principles on Oprah Winfrey show are prime candidates to receive God's dreaded strong delusion of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 9-12. through Once the Antichrist has arisen, the deception designed to cement them into their deception so quickly they cannot see the truth and be saved. See, they're already deceived. And again, when the lion signs and wonders come, do you think they're going to be less deceived? They're going to so hook, line, and sinker. They're so primed for it right now. There's no outcry. And most of the church won't even speak out against this stuff. Maybe they're afraid of the hate crime laws. I don't know. Probably with the 501c3 status that most churches have, they're really not supposed to be talking about this type of stuff. 
It's politically incorrect. It would be considered hate speech. Now, let's talk about the uh, this Jesus that's going to be making this appearance, this false Jesus. The false Jesus, and I've talked about, I've touched on this when I did the, the teaching on Mars Maitreya. It's, it's, it's entitled Mars Maitreya and the Ascended Masters. And no, that's not a new rock group. Um, this is one of the Ascended Masters that they talk a lot about in the New Age. That Lord Maitreya, Devil Betraya, talks about on his website. That he's going to do work hand in hand with this Devil Maitreya guy. Okay, now I got into this in other teachings in depth, so you, you want to listen to that to get a much broader outlook on this. But all these pictures of this Jesus that we see in like Catholic churches, this long-haired Jesus, and in the Bible it says that doesn't nature therefore itself teacheth, teacheth us that it is a shame for a man to have long hair? Well then why, if, G if Jesus wrote the Word of God, why are these pictures always depicted this long-haired Jesus? This is not the picture of... This is not a true depiction of Jesus Christ, in other words. It's the same picture that's on the Shroud of Turin that's a total lie. And I've debunked that on, on another teaching separately. But this Jesus calls himself Sananda Emmanuel, or Master Jesus. Okay? He plays the role of Jesus in the astral realm. Now, this is from a New Age website talking about him. Okay? This Jesus plays the role, and that's really a good term. He does play the role. Because it's all a fake lie from the pit of hell. But he plays the role of, quote, Jesus in the astral realm and near-death experiences. He's the one that Michelangelo painted a portrait of that the churches then accepted as the picture of, quote, Jesus. Most churches today have pictures of Sananda hanging somewhere in them. This is true. You have a picture of one of these long-haired Jesuses, you've got a picture of an ascended master hanging up in your house, and it's cursed. Get rid of it. Burn it. Oh, that's going to really go over well. Oh well, sorry. Most believers correlate the picture of Jesus that they see as the real Jesus. When it is really Sananda Emmanuel who will come to earth playing Jesus, the Son of God, a very good deception. The church was groomed for hundreds of years on this one. Say so he's going to come with all lying signs and wonders. Well, hey, let's face it. If Lord, old devil Maitreya comes back with all lying signs and wonders and he says, hey, this is Master Jesus... Supposedly, this Master Jesus is in Rome right now, getting ready to take over the Roman Catholic Church. Who better? Who better? He's going to come to the Christian Church and say, Oh no, the Catholics had it right, but you know, you've all had it right. We're all going to come under the banner of the Catholic Church, the great whore. I'm going to lead this church personally. I'm going to usher in a new age. This is going to make the Dominionists all very, very happy. Think about it. They're going to be like, there. Hey, see, this is what we told you was going to happen. Jesus came back! And we're all one big happy world religion. I see it being the most plausible explanation. I could be wrong. But I don't see a better explanation. And if you look at all my other teachings in totality, I would ask you to look at them first before you pass judgment. The Bible says, He that judgeth the matter, um, he that judgeth the matter before he heareth it, it is a folly and a shame unto him. Okay, so, um, if we do that, if we judge matters before we hear it, then it's a folly and a shame unto us. I believe it's Proverbs 18.13. So, this is one deception that we've been groomed for, for hundreds of years. The shot of Turin, long-haired Jesus. I'm looking at a picture of him right here. Long hair. Now, I have a whole attachment, if you go to that Mars, Lord Maitreya one, Anything having to do with Maitreya has this attachment. You can actually look at pictures of these. So this can give you a little bit of confirmation. Now, this Sananda Emmanuel claims and admits that Sanat Kumara is his father. Sanat Kumara is another name for Satan in the Ascended Master vernacular and Pantheon. I'm not making this stuff up. Sanat Kumara was one of the ones that talked to people like Alice Bailey and H.P. Blavatsky, who originally predicted this would all happen over a hundred years ago. Now, Master Jesus, if you go up to Wikipedia, he's got his own he's got his own webpage on Wikipedia. Now, Wikipedia, for the most part, is wicked. There's a lot of disinformation up there. But I think this one they got pretty much right. 
Okay, because I got really nothing to hide. This is this is who he says he is. The Master Jesus is Jesus as conceived by the metaphysical system of Theosophy. See, this is actually a very accurate depiction. Theosophy uh, is one of the most blasphemous religions that have have ever been conceived. I, I believe it was H. P. P. Blavatsky that started the Theosophical movement, and it's essentially a glorified version of Satanism and Luciferianism, high level occult. But this Master Jesus, as conceived by the metaphysical system of theosophy, is opposed to the historical Jesus of Nazareth. Why aren't they telling? Why isn't Oprah saying this? Why isn't Robert Schuller saying this? This these new this new age Christ. Wikipedia gets it right. It says it right here. He's opposed to the historical Jesus of Nazareth. All I have to do is read the Bible and compare what the two are saying to know that. Or the Jesus Christ of the Christian religion. He is regarded by theosophists as the master of the sixth ray. Wow, what a title. I mean, how impressive. Uh, master Jesus Sananda has taken a new position as world teacher. as it, And is in charge... Now, this is from... This is from the uh, New Age website. Master Jesus Sananda has taken a new position as world teacher and is in charge of reforming today's religions and creating a universal church. You wanted confirmation on the Rethink Conference, on the Course in Miracles, on Conversations with God, on Oprah Winfrey, on Rick Warren, on all their agendas that are all the same thing, on Lord Maitreya, they're all saying the same thing. And guess what? This Master Jesus who's going to come back in bodily form, looking just like all the pictures on all the church walls, is principally in charge with reforming today's religions and creating a universal, one-world church. That's what the occultists are clearly saying. They're not trying to hide it. Of course, really, pseudo-Christians aren't trying to hide it anymore either. According to St. Master Germain, who is another ascended double master, Master Sananda holds the office of the personal Christ as the great exemplar of each one's holy Christ self. Isn't that what we just, all the lies we just talked about, that we're all little holy Christ self, and God's in everything, and we are God? Master Jesus Sanandra has the task of purifying Christian churches and removing the man-made dogmas and doctrines. Oh, it's not further confirmation. Yeah, it sounds like Paul Crouch. It's true. Man-made dogmas, that's what he's... Understand, this ascended master devil, Jesus, that's what his main goal is. To reform today's world religions, creating a universal church, particularly his focus is on the Christian churches, removing man-made dogmas and doctrines. Why would he want to remove his own word if he was the real article? Why would he contradict his own word? Because he's not. He's a lying devil. And these, these man-made doctrines have corrupted the purity of his teachings. In other words, the Bible, you can just throw the thing out the window because he's got new revelation as evidenced by conversations with God, Course in Miracles. These are the new revelations. Not seeking the old path, wearing his wisdom. No, we got something new for you. During his incarnation of Jesus, and remember, this is the, this is the website, he came to teach us all the power that we have to create and heal. Jesus said, these and greater things than these shall you do. He was speaking to the apostles there. I don't see a lot of people going around, um, you know, turning water into wine and, and, and laying hands on people and healing them. I just don't see a lot of that happening. I'm sorry. I just don't. If I saw a lot of that happening, I would, but I don't. He was speaking to the apostles there. And greater things did they do. I mean, Peter's own shadow was healing people. Jesus didn't do that. That's why he said that. What other explanation can you give? I don't see through throughout the centuries where people were doing the same miracles. And then it got to a point even with the apostles. He said, I believe there was one verse where uh, Paul had talked about with Timothy. That, that um, he had left him at this one city because he was sick. That's a whole other subject. I don't even want to go down that rabbit trail. But isn't that ironic they would quote that verse? Isn't that ironic? But... When they say Jesus said these and greater things shall you do, John, they're saying John fourteen twelve. 
what this is also doing is preparing us for the lying signs and wonders. Why did they pick that one verse to quote? Because that, that gets into the whole realm of signs and wonders, right? He demonstrated that God, through his healings, his crucifixion, and his resurrection on the outer plane in the material world, he manifested the path of the initiate. I'll find you. He, he manifested the... See, he was just an ascended master, is what they're saying. This is the false Christ the apostate church is going to welcome with open arms, and even worse, is doing everything it can, just like Oprah, to stage his appearance, especially the dominionists. They're going to be right arm in arm with the, with the New World Order people, with the New Agers. They already are. And I'm looking at, at one of these pictures of, of this Sananda Jesus, this long hair one. He's making two occult hand signals. And he's got this Roman sun disc around his head. Which is demonic. Whenever you see the supposed halos, that's a Roman, that's a Roman sun disc. That's demonic. Okay, like to, to evidence his divinity. Regardless of your religion, you may call upon the fallen angel, Ascended Master Sananda, I inserted the fallen angel part, to aid and assist you in any area of your life. Whether you believe he is the Son of God, or whether you consider him an Ascended Master, who came to earth as the world teacher and healer, you may call upon him. So in other words, believe whatever you want to believe, you can still call on him. He indeed came to earth to create a new religion. Now, my Jesus already established the religion that I need to follow. But this Jesus wants to come to earth to establish a new religion. That what was the goal? A new religion that might unite men. Wow. And Jesus said, I came not to bring peace, but a sword. That a man's foes will be those of his own household. Jesus came, he said, narrow is the way which leadeth to life eternal, few there be that find it. He says, wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate, not united, be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you. Wherefore, come out from among her, my children, and be not partakers of her plagues. Jesus said the exact opposite. Whereas this Jesus said, he came to unite all men. Unfortunately, this is from this New Age site, unfortunately, the Christian church has distorted some of its teachings. Notice who they key on. The Christian church, and particularly the Word of God. We haven't distorted anything. King James Bible is all we need. And has become what I personally believe was never intended exclusionary. Oh yeah, that whole narrow is the way which leadeth to life eternal. Few there be that find it. Where Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Oh no, no, that's exclusionary. We can't have that. So much for the narrow way, evidently. According to these devils. And then it goes on to say, I believe that Master Sananda, as Jesus, intended that the words of God be given in a way that would be comprehensible to, and would include every man, even the most common of men. They are. They are. Just because you don't like what they say, doesn't mean it gives you a chance, devil, to play God. But again, this is the same thing Satan did in the Garden of Eden. Now, the Bible also says, in Proverbs 13, 13, Whoso despiseth the word shall be destroyed. Do you realize that everything we talked about today is evidence of every one of these devils, whether they're spiritual, whether they're physical, human, every one of them despise the word of God. Every one of them go out of their way to question and contradict the word of God at some level. But whoso despiseth the word shall be destroyed. Judgment must begin at the house of the Lord. I wouldn't want to be in their shoes. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I wouldn't want to be in their shoes. So anyway, we got through that. I'm, I'm glad we got through that fairly quickly there. And that's going to pretty much do it for today. I'll go ahead and uh, close this out in prayer here. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day and time that you've given us. I thank you let us come together another week, Lord God. And I pray, Lord God, that your truth would go forth with power and might, Lord God, that thy name would be glorified, that many would be saved as a result of your truth going forth from all the ministries worldwide that are preaching truth. Pray, Lord God, that you would forgive us for any and all sins that we've committed in any way, shape, and form. That you would cleanse us of, from presumptuous sins and secret faults that they would not have dominion over us. That the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be pleasing in your sight, O Lord. That, Lord God, we would be obedient to you, Lord God, if necessary, unto death. Whatever it would take in order 
Lord God, to fulfill your personal commission for each one of our lives, Lord God, that you would strengthen the body of Christ, that you would strengthen your remnant, that the fear of God would be put in them and not the fear of man, that the fear of man would be removed, that you would use us boldly and mightily for thy glory in the name of Jesus Christ. I do pray, Lord God, that you would deal with the wicked this day. And I do pray, Lord God, for your protection. I claim Psalm 64, Lord God, over the body of Christ and over the wicked, inasmuch as it would apply to both camps. Hear my voice, O God, and my prayer. Preserve my life from the fear of the enemy. Hide me from the secret counsel of the wicked, from the insurrection of the workers of iniquity. Wet their tongue like a sword, and bend their bows to shoot their arrows, even bitter words, that they may shoot in secret at the perfect. Suddenly do they shoot at him and fear not. They encourage themselves in an evil manner. They commune of laying of snares privily. They say, who shall see them? They search out iniquities. They accomplish a diligent search. Both the inward thought of every one of them and the heart is deep. But God shall shoot at them with an arrow. Suddenly shall they be wounded, so they shall make their own tongue tongues to fall upon themselves. All men shall see, shall fear, and declare the work of God, for they shall wisely consider of his doing. The righteous shall be glad in the Lord, shall trust in him, and all the upright in heart shall glory. Lord God, we do not pray this prayer because we want to see people to go to hell. I pray, Lord God, that if they will not repent, and you know the beginning from the end, and if they are only going to do wickedness, and they are only going to attempt to take more people to hell with them, that, Lord God, I pray that they be judged, that all men would see and fear and declare the work of God, and that many would be saved as a result of what you would do, as you did with Ananias and Sapphira in the Bible, in the name of Jesus Christ. You said judgment must begin at the house of the Lord, and I do pray, Lord God, that this would happen for your glory, and for the sake of the souls that need to be saved. We ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.